You are listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith in life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. Recorded on the Boggy Bayou of Niceville, Florida, and hosted by James Ross and Justin Wyatt, pastors at Church on Bayshore, this podcast dives into how to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Well, Happy New Year and welcome to Boggy Talk. Hope you are doing well. Uh, I know that uh, as January the 1st, 2021 has now come, everything is magically better. <laughs> everything is completely different. 2020 is in the rearview mirror and it is just, we are full throttle going ahead and blue skies. It's going to be a great year because... Everything is magically better That's now. That's right. Yes. So, but, but not. But not. It's still the same because we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus did not return uh, yet. So, and time is relative. That's right. That was deep. Deep thoughts. Man, we're kicking off the new yeah. year with deep thoughts right That's off right. the bat. Hey, we're so glad you're tuning in today. And we're excited to be kicking off the new year uh, with a four week series on some issues that affect the church. So, before we dive in, just want to say hey to James Ross, who is co host here on Bye. Talk. I am, and I am wearing a matching shirt. We are matchy match. With Justin, that's right. Why don't you explain why we have these shirts yeah, on? Yeah, we are matchy match for those of you who aren't watching, you're listening. We have uh, some beautiful, amazingly awesome Live Scent t shirts because we have just begun uh, really a three month emphasis, uh, teaching series, life group emphasis here at Church on Bayshore on Live Scent. And what we mean by Live Scent is that we are called to live on purpose, live with a mission. And this year we wanted to kick 2021 off with this purposeful uh, direction saying we are called as believers in Christ to live as sent people everywhere Mm. we go, everything we do on mission for the glory of God. Mm. So you can get one of these shirts. You can. can. Yeah, that's right. How do you do that, Justin? (laughs) You do that by (laughs) call right now. Uh, You can, uh, Sundays, uh, here at Churchill Bay Shore, you can pick one up at the Welcome Desk. They're 10 bucks, which is a bargain for one of the softest t-shirts you'll ever wear in your entire life. They're a very flattering color for all people, all skin tones, men, women, children. You will look great in a Live Scent t-shirt. So Nice, nice. And all the proceeds go to benefit hungry children named Josiah, no. Cameron, <laughs> Sam David, Nathan. I'm just kidding. Or they just cover the cost of the shirt. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. <laughs> so uh, we are diving in. As we are talking about Live Scent, uh, um, we are talking about um, on Sundays, what it means to be missional. And so we wanted to dive in on Boggy Talk uh, these next four weeks on some things, issues we really don't have time to talk about on Sundays, but they're uh, key issues mm-hmm. to things that really prevent us uh, from, as a church, or not just our church, but churches, Christians, really uh, living sent and mm. on mission. So explain mm. a little bit about where we're going these next four weeks. Uh, yeah, well, I think there's a lot of places we could go. And so we just picked somewhere to go. You right. know? <laughs> so we said, all right, what, what are some challenges that we can talk about? And uh, we chose um, 
an article from the Gospel Coalition's website written by Trevin Wax to kind of frame uh, our conversation. And he talks about four um, challenges, and you have it in front of you. What are those four challenges? Those four again? challenges <laughs> are individualism, pragmatism, uh, modernism, and pluralism. Yeah, so those are four things that he says are facing, you know, the church is facing and uh, is going to be challenging for us as we move forward. And so uh, we figured, hey, that'd be a good starting point in January and we'll see where that takes us. Yes. So today we're diving in with week one about individualism. So when we talk about individualism, it's really important that we understand what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you clarify, sure. uh, explain what is individualism? Yeah. Thanks, Justin. I never thought, I thought you'd never ask. Like how I set you up for that. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, the uh, A definition of individualism or an, because individualism starts with an I. Uh, no, it's a definition of individualism. Yeah, so I'm good. Go. All right. Uh, is the habit or principle of being independent and self-reliant. So, you know, it's it's living this life where we kind of, are functioning autonomously, um, and really everything that we want out of life, we rely on ourselves to get. And that that is not in itself altogether bad. It's more of a neutral thing, I would say. Um, however, you know, if if individualism is a value, then it you know is going to go to bat. It's going to be um, at odds. It's going to have to you know, be compatible with certain other values. And so when we talk about individualism today, we're really talking about more the, the elevation of that individualism. Um, and, and so our culture, you know, really is shaped by individualism. I was about to say, there sounds like there's nothing more American than <laughs> yeah. individualism, right? Right, yeah. And, and every culture really does have a balance between individualism and collectivism. You can actually read a lot of articles between the relationship right. of those two. Um, I'm going to read one uh, just explanation of individual cultures. I think this is from a um, uh, philosophy website. And it says, individualistic cultures are those that stress the needs of the individual individual over the needs of the group as a whole. In this type of culture, people are often seen as independent and autonomous. Social behavior tends to be dictated by the attitudes and preferences of individuals. Cultures in North America and Western Europe tend to be individualistic. So certainly we're talking about a culture where we, we tend to value the um, individual over the collective. Right. And as you said earlier, it's this neutral thing and all neutral things have some positive and some negative. So the positive side of individualism is that you take responsibility for your, your steps and we are responsible for our decisions. We can't, the choices we make and the consequences or blessings that come from our decisions, we can't really blame those, though we like to blame them on other people and always think of, you know, it's their fault, it's this fault, it's circumstances fault. Ultimately, we are responsible for our decisions. And can you imagine how different our culture would be if everyone actually took responsibility right. for themselves and mm. took full responsibility for their decisions. So that's a, the positive side of individualism is we're not looking for a scapegoat to blame everything on. Yeah. However we're not really designed to be fully autonomous. It, right. We are designed to make you know autonomous decisions. However, we're not created in the image of God to be autonomous because God himself exists as the Trinity, the right. Father, Son, Spirit in perfect union. Uh, and so we, we are designed to be relational. We are designed to not be individualistic. Yeah. So there are 
issues that come from individualism. So let's talk about some of those issues. Well, I think that, you know, I think this, and we're just scratching the surface here, but you do see a lot of argument about this. I think um, a spirit of individualism versus a spirit of collectivism and a spirit of personal responsibility versus a spirit of, you know, social responsibility and a spirit of um, ownership versus, hey, you know, I am the way I am because of the collective. And, and I would ultimately say, we're talking right now kind of on the uh, defense of uh, those who are not individualistic is that no one really is truly individualistic. Right. You know, I think if you grew up with a good upbringing, uh, it's very easy to say everybody should take responsibility and, and no one is owed anything, but it's, it's the reality that you're probably in that position because of the collective and how it benefited you. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> without argument, I mean, certainly if you were white and middle class, then you benefited from the societal pattern of America far more than if you were uh, African-American and lower class. I right. mean, that's changing, that's shifting, but that is a reality. And so it's it's kind of arrogant for somebody who grew up um, white and who grew up, you know, w middle class or above to say things like, well, I'm self-made. Right. Yeah, no one is truly self-made. No, you're not. I you know, mean, we go back to even just creation of life. You yeah. didn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I am, if if I were a successful person, you know, then I, not that I'm not, sorry, <laughs> if I were, uh, but I mean, I, I, any person in my shoes who who says I'm successful, I mean, the the military has helped make you, the, the founding fathers have helped make you, um, certainly in many cases, you know, the oppressed have helped get you where you are. I mean, right. your parents did some things to help get you where you are, probably. Teachers. I mean, it's just so silly, you know. Right. And we're like, well, I have this drive. Yeah. Who taught you that drive? Where right. did that come from? Like, we're not truly as individualistic as we think. Exactly. And I think one of the mantras of the individualistic movement really is this, you do you. You know, <laughs> right. we say yeah. that a lot to be like, well, you do you, yeah. I'll do me, you know. And it's like, while we are created uniquely. So yeah. that's this isn't to diminish the fact that God has given people, different people, different giftings, different personalities, different abilities, different roles in the body of Christ, society. Uh, that's It's not to diminish that, but yeah. it's also to say that you do you is a really bad way to live life yeah. because ultimately it's individualism ultimately sets ourselves sets the self up as a the the final authority over life you know what's so funny <laughs> is that you do um, you, man. a lot of people that are my friends my age and younger have this 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 shift this this drifting i guess if you will towards socialism which you know historically our country has definitely not been a socialist country um and i would say that socialism doesn't work uh, i think that um that's not what the bible prescribes and uh history supports me in that it doesn't work <laughs> um but what's so funny is that socialism the way we're viewing it in our in our society uh, is not going to work <laughs> because 
we're the most individualistic society ever who's saying socialism, but still I want to do me. Like right. it just makes one of my sense. terms. Yeah. Yeah. As long yeah. As I get to benefit the most. Yeah. Like, yeah. That is the very, that's the antithesis of it. Right. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th there will come an end to where many of these individuals uh, really want that socialism when it really begins to affect them. So, so I just find that to be a very funny, I mean, funny is not the right word because it has serious ramifications on all of our lives, but <laughs> a very ironic. Uh, is that the right uh, yeah, word? Yeah. I, I Paradoxical. Think, yeah. I just, that's a good word. You know, if you really got into a conversation with most, you know, people in my generation and be up below about their desire for socialism and you started pressing issues, mm -hmm. they would really, they would just like not really get into the conversation further. But, you know, I, th I think that at the same time, we need to recognize again that, you know, that we do live in a society and, and, and we are individuals. Yes. And, and God made us with, um, the desire to build with our work, with our hands and to see fruit from our labor and to make an impact like that's, that's cause God has put that on us. Um, but we are designed to be in community. We are yeah. designed to be a part of a society forever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just watched this movie safety recently, and it's about this Clemson football player who ends up taking in his uh, younger brother because of, you know, the circumstances with his uh, mom and dad. And um, he's trying to take care of his brother and he really needs the, the Clemson football team and that community to help him do what he's called to do. And I think that we have got to recognize that, yes, there are things that God is wiring us to do and put on our heart and gifted us to do, but it really doesn't happen without the community. Right. We have to have people around us. And I think, you know, that, that brings up an issue, I think, in churches is that we want to be individualistic and not need anyone until we need someone. And then because we've not needed anyone, no one knows that we need anything. And then we get disappointed because no one knew <laughs> that we needed anything. So we get mad. Um, but ultimately we, we want, he's been waiting to say that one I've for been, a while. I've been practicing that. <laughs> yeah. but I think it's like, you know, we're designed to, to meet each other's needs, to, to be in community. And I think as we, we talk about specifically how individualism uh, hinders the church, it's because we come thinking, I am autonomous. And that is not how, uh, what the Bible describes as, mm -hmm. as the community of the body of Christ, because, you know, we, we, we go to the Bible, let's just say we, we go to the Bible. And oftentimes what people have been taught or what people do is they read the Bible and say, well, what does this say to me? Right. And that is a good question to ask, but it's not the starting point because the Bible is written to people. Yeah. It's written Plural. to a group of yeah. people. And so when you read, especially, you know, in the New Testament, all the you, you, know, you do this, it's always plural. It's to a group of people. Mm -hmm. It's written to the context of community. And so I think the better question is, and we do need to seek how to apply scripture to our lives, mm -hmm. but we have to start with what does this say to us as the church, as the people of God, mm -hmm. how shall we be marked differently? Yeah. I mean, a great example of that, and you know, I like to pick on this verse just because I'm really not picking on the verse and picking on our culture is Jeremiah chapter 29, 11, which says, you know, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, you know, plans to prosper mm -hmm. you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. And people often like that's their verse. They read it at their graduation and God's right. going to do great things for me. That's plural. Mm -hmm. God's talking to the people of Israel. He's not saying that one individual is going to prosper because actually many of them died. Yeah. And many, many of them hard. didn't make it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but he's saying my church at that time, my people, but my people, a royal priesthood chosen for my purpose, 
they have a hope, they have a future. And, and that fu- hope is ultimately Jesus and, mm-hmm. and glory with him forever. And so, you know, I, I think that to me, perhaps if, if we are viewing our relationship with God as I have a hope in a future and that's what I want to do on this earth, then perhaps, um, perhaps we will receive our, we have received our reward in full. Mm. Perhaps we really wow. don't value being a part of the king's, mm-hmm. you know, um, kingdom more than we value ourselves. Right. And that's a hard reality to yeah. awaken that, that that can exist in our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, right. that another way that this really um, affects the church is that when we are focused on you do you, I do me, I'm the best boss, is we're setting ourselves up as the authority as if mm. I know best what's best for me. Right. And I mm. think, you know, God is, God knows us better than we know ourselves. Yeah. And so we're really taking or attempting to take, because you can't take his authority, yeah. you know, his, his supreme rule. And, and essentially, especially with, um, you know, there's a lot of like, well, just follow your heart. Yeah. You know, and scripture says our heart's deceitful. Yes, he gives us a new heart and his word tells us that he transforms our heart and he puts his desires in our heart. Our hearts are still deceitful. So we yeah. can't say, well, you just just listen to your heart. Just yeah. follow, you know, that is dangerous. Listen to your heart. I knew you would take that one away for me. <laughs> but I think, you know, as, collectively as a church, when we start doing that, we we inevitably move away from the authority of God. We move away from the authority of scripture and then we begin to interpret scripture through the lens of, well, I don't, I think this, I think that, and I'm going to now filter scripture through my opinion rather than saying, okay, God, you know me better than anyone else. and And even though I want what's best for me, like as a person, I don't know that anybody else in the world besides my my wife wants what's best for me than me <laughs> because right. I, you know, and the same for you, yeah. but God wants what's best for me even more than I do because yeah. he's my perfect father yeah. and he knows what's best. And he knows what's best is that I submit myself to him yeah. and experience that life. And when I elevate myself as the boss of me, I'm right. saying, God, I know what's best, better than you do. Yeah. And that is dangerous. So our autonomy and God are at odds with one another, with one another, but our happiness in God are not at odds with one another. Right. And and I think we sometimes confuse mm-hmm. those two. Yeah. And we're really stupid if we really think <laughs> that we can make ourselves happier on our terms than the God who created everything and who sent right. Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins to make us righteous mm-hmm. can give us happiness. I mean, how arrogant is that? And I, and I'll be honest with you, you know, not coming from a Christian home and and kind of trying to prove myself and being more of an independent person in many ways. Like, you know, I've had to grow so much in this, but what's been so amazing to me is, is how God has taught me through other people and how I have seen that the work of the body. Um, and I think I'm able to accomplish a lot, you know, just mm-hmm. by sheer determination, right. you know, Hard like word, I am, just yeah. put your head down and go. but yeah. the work of the collective community of Christians, how amazing it has been. And, and it's brought me to tears to see God at work in other people's lives. And that's because God is, that's what my heart is wired for. It's wired to be in heaven right. with many people in a community, not, yeah. you know, we don't live in this little mansion, you know, off on the far, <laughs> you know, 
some people think that in a gated community <laughs> aside yeah. from everybody right like it's a city like the dimensions described in of heaven or we're like we're packed in there right. you know like but it's gonna be great <laughs> yeah yeah it is gonna be great i'll be like hey can you social distance from that, me that's right not in <laughs> this day no disease amen right. um but you know first corinthians chapter 12 through 14 paul is explaining this he's saying hey god gives gifts and they're as he for his will for his purpose and it's in various people i think a couple things that we've confused about that i think one is we we read that from an individualistic western culture thinking what is my gift right. that i'm supposed to find and we take these spiritual gift inventories i think paul is saying the holy spirit gives us different gifts at different, different times, times for I his purpose agree fully i don't think like that do you, can I describe you as an encouraging person and an exhorter? For sure. That's Justin Wyatt. But do you necessarily have the gift of exhortation? Not always. Right. <laughs> There's sometimes I'm not walking in that or not, not expressing But I that. think God just like, his spirit gives it to you. As, I mean, as, as your friend and, and, you know, coworker, he's given it to you to use to benefit me at many times in my life. Um but I've also seen, I wouldn't say you're the most administrative person, but yeah. I've seen him give you the gift of administration when we got to get crap done. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> get it done. All right, here's the plan. Go. <laughs> when it's like, hey, we can't meet in person for two months and our live stream isn't where it needs to be. Justin? <laughs> Fix it. And he was like, the Holy Spirit told me to ask Steve Renna for advice. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, outsource. That's yeah, right. That's right. But yeah, I just, I, I think understanding that in the context of we're this community of mm -hmm. believers is really important. And uh, man, it's just so arrogant that people think anything else. I mean, yeah. individualism fully followed really is arrogant. Really and is. for Christians to say, well, I'm, I don't need the church. It's like, mm, okay. I mean, that's arrogant. Mm -hmm. God says you do. Right. <laughs> you do. Absolutely. And I think people, I, I, I my heart uh, breaks for people, but I also it's because I've experienced the beauty of community when people aren't in that or they they just don't prioritize it. It's not, uh, I want people to prioritize community. I want people to prioritize life groups, not because it makes the church seem better, not because yeah. it improves them, because of the way it's designed, it's, it's designed to meet a need. Yeah. God is designed in that way to for us to meet each other's needs. And I just want people to experience that and I know that they're missing out. Yeah. And I think this goes back to something you said. We oftentimes as individualistic people view our pursuit of joy and God the and joy as separate things, as mm -hmm. if I can make myself happier by following my own heart rather than following what God says. And and our pursuit of joy is not and is not the antithesis of the, the joy that God provides. In fact, he can give us the joy we crave far better and far more than our pursuit and the decisions we try to get joy from. Yeah. And I would just say to encourage anyone of you, you're just saying, I, I know better. And if I follow my heart, if I follow my plan, that, that leads us down this dangerous road of often pursuing sin. Right. Uh, and we think that's going to satisfy us. And God's just like, no, pursue me and let me, and you will find, you know, joy, the abundant life mm -hmm. that, that God promises. You know, Jesus comes that I may, I've come, they may have life and have it to the fullest, have it abundantly. That uh, is only comes when we say, you are Lord. That's good. I'm not. Uh, so 
leave this individualistic mindset behind. Yeah, yeah be responsible for right. your decisions. Yes, work hard, but ultimately know that satisfaction will not come for those things. Satisfaction and joy will only come yeah. from the Lord. And you're wise in what you said when you said all that you said, and then you said leave this individualistic you know mindset behind because what you're talking about does come from an individualistic mindset, a Western mindset where we think I don't need you know, these people, I don't need these mm -hmm. things. Um, and, you know, Proverbs 18, one, I was looking that up. If you were watching online, I wasn't texting somebody he says, whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. Mm -hmm. So that's a word of God yeah. from Proverbs written thousands of years ago, which people have probably seen the truth of this over and over again in societies that we don't even know existed. Yeah. And, you know, I would really say that as kind of my, maybe my final, you know, comment here is if you isolate yourself, you know, and you can be in a community and isolate yourself, you know, you're seeking your own desire and you break out against all sound judgment. I mean, that means you're not being wise. Um, I, I do tell people this all the time. It's funny because people who know me, when they ask me for advice in a situation where they're trying to figure out like what to do, I'll say, now this is going to sound and th like the antithesis of what I say all the time. And I'll say, if you're in the word and you're praying and you have counsel who's speaking to your life, follow your heart. <laughs> if you have those things, yes, yeah, yeah. Those things setting you up. Don't yeah. just follow your heart. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like if you're doing the things that try to position you to listen right. to the Lord through his church, through his word, uh, through his spirit, um, then, then follow your heart and trust the grace of God. James says, you know, God's able to, um, the, per the man who looks at the perfect law, yeah. the law of liberty will be blessed in his doing. I think that really means like whatever he does will prosper. Like God's grace is going to cover you as you go out if you're really trying to listen to him. Yeah, as you're sharing that, and we'll close with this thought, as I was reminded of the scripture that says, you know, that our enemy, he, he prowls like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. And predators always seek to isolate their yeah, prey. Yeah, that's right. That's good. Their prey are most vulnerable when they're isolated. And there's nothing, though it seems wrong, or it seems uh, incongruent, uh, there's nothing more isolating than individualism. Yeah. You know, mm. following your heart leads you to this place where you are isolated. And that is where uh, we are most vulnerable to attack. And so I would just say, if you're listening today or watching it, like, how have you isolated yourself? Have yeah. you set yourself up as authority uh, and then said, this is my vision for my life and God make it happen? <laughs> uh, are you isolated from community? Are you uh not transparent with people? Do you have people that you could be transparent with? Right. And, and maybe mm -hmm. your New Year's resolution, resolve, and plan should be, I'm going to seek that out this year. Uh, so we want you to do that. We want you to be involved in community, involved with people. Don't follow your heart unless... <laughs> Justin's going to rewrite that song. Don't listen to your heart. It'll just fool you. you Unless you want to die. <laughs> the lion is coming. All right. Oh, man. All right. That was terrible. Uh, way so a more inspiring way to end is seek community, That's seek right. the Lord, uh, and don't listen to your heart. That's right. So uh, join us next week as we dive into the second of these challenges uh, for us as a church, for us as the church, and that will be pragmatism. Mm. And we'll define that, dive in a little bit more. But as always, we want to remind you that uh, if you have run from God, you can't outrun him.
He Amen. is pursuing you. No matter how much you've rejected his authority, he is still uh, pursuing you. So uh, trust him. If you want to talk to someone about what that means, just send us a message. We'll be happy to talk to you. Thanks for listening. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe because then you'll get updated as soon yeah. as we are dropping new content. We and need more can... ratings. Somebody give us a two-star rating oh, too. Man. And so th- we need to be brought up. I think up. they probably didn't understand. I think they thought There's that no two-star was yeah. the best. And they sell so, two stars that's on right. this That's right. We are two stars. And so leave us a great rating. That helps uh, people see it a little bit more, helps get out there. Uh, And we appreciate your support and your feedback. And we are always open to suggestions. So send us ideas, send us content, send us questions for clarity. We'll be happy to get to that. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a beat.